uh, dingers. In the breaks, in the breaks, hitting the breaks, episode 10, Beautify Long Drop. It's the series finale. Gosh, I'm sad. All the yeah. time. Series. Series. Is, yeah. Never again. No, no. Although I would love if they did like a fuller house, like, uh, I don't know what they would call it, hitting more breaks, and then they bring back the whole cast like in 15 years or something like that, when Pureflix is the only streaming service. Hitting more breaks. <laughs> I Who was a hotel owner. The hotel owner. Uh, that'd be Dan Marshall. Okay. Yeah. So who plays the father? Uh, that would also be Dan Marshall. Okay. So he's reading the things at the end to himself about himself. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant on this show. I didn't realize we were talking about hitting more breaks. Still. Oh. Um, yeah. So. It would be the daughter of the youngest daughter. That's who okay. the that's who the new Dan Marshall is. And then Dan Marshall is the Dan Marshall that's reading the book at the end. Okay, so how did Dan Marshall die? No, he was a race car driver. He after the series ended, he got back into his career yeah. and on his first race, he just immediately crashed into the wall at 100 and just there was nothing left of the car. It was just obliterated and he, you know, it was and then it became like a real angels on the racetrack situation. Would it be his first race or the first time he ever gets into a race car <laughs> and he just like <laughs> has a lead foot and goes right into the wall? Tragedy struck the uh, practice track today as washed-up race car driver Dan Marshall just slipped into a, a car for the first time in years and uh, immediately crashed into the wall, killing himself instantly. And we Dumb race car driver Dan Marshall <laughs> dies heroically. Yeah, swerving out of the way of a valiant pothole that had been dug into the track. <laughs> dug into the track. Yeah, it well Reggie set him up. This was this was premeditated murder made to look like, you know, like uh he crashed into the wall. Well, I don't think Reggie would ever do that. I think Heller method would do that. May yeah, okay. In conjunction with uh, Reginald RVJ, the two of them yeah. team up. Yeah. They're all students of the Heller method. Of course, Carrot Top is there, and the other giant bunny—not the one with the beard, but the deaf one. Yeah, I've, I feel like the original uh, bunny is probably the most like learned actor out of the whole bunch. Yeah, he speaks fluent Italian in this episode. He's—it's—it's it's muy buene. Is that Italian? It's beautiful. Yes, it's. Picante. No, that's Spanish. I don't know. I don't know. Muy picante. Muy bueno. <laughs> is China. L'Angelo della Muerte. Who's that? That's the angel of death. It hangs over this town, he says. Who lives at the tip of uh, South Africa? South America. You're talking about Cape Horn? No, I'm talking about uh, Cape Horn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I've never never even seen Cape Horn before. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it's like the listeners don't even know that we had to cut there because of a technical issue and then and pick it up, you know, as was. 
It was very technical. It was. Beautify long drop. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag that. Beautify long drop. It's everybody talks about it. Everybody knows the phrase. Mm-hmm. Beautify long drop. When you say BLD, people know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, beautify yeah. long drop. Of course. The most, what's the most beautiful building in long drop? You know, that competition the town has every year. Yeah. And I mean, when you hear it, you automatically want a BLT. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the problem of the competition. Well, you could go to Sky's Cafe for a BLD, which is f- fake, fake in lettuce and dill pickles, and, oh, and a big old dinger. Hey, if Chuck she from, is of the female persuasion, if Chuck from accounting has anything to say about it, she's gonna get that donkey. Do you think they hooked up like yeah. between takes? Yeah. Yeah, the, the the chemistry between them is real. It's not, they're not acting. They're really in love on this show. It's unrivaled. True. I don't think I've ever seen a love tale quite like this. And I watched four Hallmark movies yesterday. <laughs> four? That seems like a lot, but a good romantic day. Well, you finish one Hallmark movie, and it's about hockey, and <laughs> it's about being a ballerina, and the two worlds colliding. And then you're like, I want more. I want to consume more. Mm -hmm. Is that movie called Woo Woo Kenny Woo, the story of Kenny Woo? Yes. (laughs) Yes, and a Hallmark classic. Yeah. And then I watched a horse movie, a horse Hallmark movie. And it brought me back to all the good days of horse. Of horse. I feel now I feel bad because you have one more horse movie on me. I haven't uh, haven't seen that horse movie. You haven't seen this horse movie, and yeah, now I hold all the nuts and dicks. All right, man, come on. Just because this is the series finale of Hitting the Brakes doesn't mean it has to be the series finale of Midweek Freak Treat, all this all this peener talk you're laying out on us. I don't know why. I just want to say the D and the B word a lot. I'm fine. I get it, man. Like, you know, I'm Zacharoni Obama. I get it. And I am Jonathan Toilet Toilet. Perfect. And we have a special guest on this week's episode of Hitting the Brakes. Not oh, of yeah? the podcast, but of the actual show. Yeah. Yeah. They, Who is it? Let's get it out there. Well, my, we'll do what the show does, which is... Everyone is teasing it, and they're going, hey, we got a special guest, but we can't tell you who it is. And then the opening credits happen, and you see special guest Tim Tebow. And you go, oh, I guess that's who the special guest is. <laughs> Thanks, show. The show teases it for a half second, and then they shove it right into your face mm-hmm. the whole time. This episode, for some reason, is very meta. Like, they, they thought they were done for some reason, and then somebody <laughs> wrote a script and was like, I'll just write what I'm feeling, which is this show blows. Well, not not just someone. Steve Bilzinger. That's who wrote this. Yeah, not Tommy Blaze, if you can believe that. The series finale, and they don't even give it to the Blaze man. I know, he bailed, he bounced on the show. What a coward. Well, that's probably why I was so good at the end. Well, yeah, for sure. I, You know what? I'm going to get this right out of the way. This is the best episode of the series, and it's not even close. I genuinely enjoyed this episode. I liked how weird it was. I liked how meta it was. I liked the giant bunny being like speaking in Italian at the start and going like, welcome to our show and blah, blah, blah. Like, it felt like a high school play or something like that. I This one was a 10 out of 10 for me. This was definitely a $100,000 high school play for sure. And $90,000 was definitely going to Tim David Arrow White. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, what? see if you can guess what part of the show I was watching when I wrote this note. 
Uh, whoa! <laughs> uh, was it just <laughs> after the credits stopped? Yeah, it was when the applause started. I was like, whoa! I forgot. Every time I forget that there's fake cre- uh, applause in this. I love well, it. they have to get uh, fake applause to make themselves feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said something very poignant last week, or maybe the week before, and uh, and I, it's been I, like I finally see it. Uh, the handyman and Manny at Stuff on the Bluff sound exactly alike. Uh-huh. In- I've been saying it for years. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry I didn't uh, pick up on it sooner, but you're a hundred percent correct on that. It's not; it, they're not even different characters at all. In fact, no. Manny seems to hate the handyman by the end of this episode, which I did really like. That he was like, "This guy's still talking. I hate this guy." They should have just got rid of the handyman and had Manny Patinkin do the handyman mm. role. Why mm. have both of them? And why put them in the same scenes, talking the same way? all the time and if you're gonna it really rash my dink if they're gonna be in it together then make them twins or brothers or like give them a reason why they're right the same instead of just being like these are two guys who have just known each other for years and just talk like each other they have the exact same voice and you go what doing a very screechy similar accent oh yeah oh i'm a doomsday prepper and i got a wacky store and i'm a handyman <laughs> no i did both of them there <laughs> and I'm a giant bunny man and I can't believe this rabbit is smarter than me can you make a cross with your fingers and ward off evil spirits you bet just like that two middle fingers baby cross them stay back Satan I would, I'd probably use one middle finger and the other index that's pretty cool cause then yeah you really feel like you're tweaking back on that finger <laughs> yeah you're really fingering it <laughs> yeah they're really fingering it they need yeah. Try it at home. Try it at home. Try thinking it at home. I'm normal. Yeah, man. This is a normal show. It's fine. You're beautiful. <laughs> You're not wearing a hat again. I, I I'm freaking out about it. I'm hoping that it goes well. <laughs> Are you living in a hotel right now? You hitting dingers in a hotel? <laughs> Can you believe his family made him quit the race circuit? And go to Colorado. I'm disgusted by it. I'm disgusted by the selfishness of Dan's family. And then not only they move to Colorado, but then they just treat him like garbage the whole time. Like his family just mm-hmm. makes fun of him and mocks him and just treats him like trash. It's a real shame. The fact that he doesn't turn around and scream to everybody, you made me come up here. You made me quit. <laughs> I did it all for my insane. family's sake. Yeah. And they go, well, too bad, Dad. You're a loser. Like, I wrote down something. Uh, oh, what's the oldest daughter's name? Uh, Denique? Denise. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but Denise says, like, Dan goes, uh, why is everyone being so, like, nice to me? Or, like, why? no, why is everyone avoiding me right now? And his oldest daughter goes, maybe your cologne makes people sad. <laughs> like, what kind of a thing is that to say to your dad who gave it up for your sake? I kind of like that, though. Well, I mean, then you're hitting the brakes, buddy. I think I'm going to say that to my dad on his 70th birthday. He's going to ask me why nobody's there. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. (laughs) I need to clarify something. Has been 69 this whole time and I didn't know about it? Yes. How have I been missing the 69th year? I feel like a horse's ass right now. 
I'm pretty sure I told you about this. You did not tell me that yeah. Mr. Well, is 69 years old. That's a beautiful... Uh, I, I would have sent him flowers. I would have done something for him. Well, you did chop him in half that one time and count his rings. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. But it's hard to tell. Like, my, I got fat fingers, and it's hard to see. Speaking of fat fingers, I'm just halfway down a moo latte, and it's great. And you didn't write it down either. Mm. Like, you kept on counting, and I think you double counted his rings. Yeah, because you're supposed to you count from the outside in and then all the way back Inside out to the out, outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. You count all the way through the other side. Yeah, you cut twice and measure once. Exactly, and so that's what I did. I cut, I cut well, in two places, yeah. and then I measured the rings, and I I came up with two hundred and seventy five, and was like, ah, there's no way that's correct. I don't care to count again. <laughs> yeah. Sew them up, sew them up, ship them out. Well, we'll see you in sixty nine years, buddy. It's a it's a beautiful year. I hope I make it to sixty nine. I think we all hope we make it to sixty nine respects. Yeah, of course. And if Arlen makes it to sixty nine, you know what color he's gonna dye his hair? Uh purple. Be exactly purple. What do you think he's gonna dye his hair? I don't know, like cash green. I don't I don't know. <laughs> cash. <laughs> cash, buddy. Uh so Dan is a oh, they need a celebrity judge to judge the beautiful buildings in Droppy Point or whatever it's called. And uh Stuff on the Bluff. Stuff on the Bluff. And Dan just happens to go, Well, you know, I'm famous and I know Tim Tebow. And they go, Wow. Wait, wait, that <laughs> you ever kissed a man who knew Tim Tebow before? Well, he felt his uh sweater at a uh at church. They yeah, went they, to the same church. Yeah, he put the in California. He put the Eucharist in Tim Tebow's mouth. Yeah, probably more evidence that he's not from Atlanta because Tim Tebow's oh, from a different Tim place. Tim Tebow's from Atlanta. He's a, he's Atlanta born and raised. Same with Dan Marshall, Dirty Dan Marshall. Yeah, but Tim Tebow loves the Gators, uh, just in general. Not the not <laughs> the football team he played for. No, no, who doesn't love the Gators? They're the best. Yeah, snap, snap. Better than crocodiles, tell you that much. Really? Yeah. Alligators are better than no, no crocodiles are better than alligators. Yeah, sorry, and I can't, I can't, I, c I couldn't live with myself if I said an alligator is better than a crocodile. A crocodile is far superior. They're big, fat monsters. They're great. Well, as far as I'm concerned, a white man from Haiti rules. I think they're the same thing. Well, you're wrong. One, they're different. They're the same thing. They mm -hmm. probably talk the same. They probably have very similar languages. They probably get along like uh, school children in Haiti. Love different, Jonathan. All right. <laughs> Have you been telling people to love different? <laughs> yeah, I was. It was uh, Haiti Thanksgiving over this past weekend. I kept yelling at my family, "Love different." That's good. Yeah, that makes a really fun different Thanksgiving. Uh, it gives it a little different vibe, you know. Yeah, like when you know when you when you hug your parents to say goodbye, and when your parents goes, "I love you," and you go, "Love different." <laughs> and they go, "Have a safe trip home." I guess I don't. What do I say? Yeah, I usually take one hand away from hugging them, and then I poke them in the belly button <laughs> and go, "Love different." And yeah, with the other hand, you pick their wallet out of their back pocket. <laughs> Well, I need money too. Yeah, you gotta have a, you gotta buy, buy bus fare. These freaking boomers have all the freaking luck. They're sixty nine, mm -hmm. fifty eight, 
and they have too many wallets. Oh yeah, you know what? As your as their son, you should help yourself to your Pep Pep's wallet. Yeah, well, I got sticky fingers. <laughs> like on CD. Yeah, on CDs nuts. I have very sticky fingers that I like to uh, put in his pants. Whoa! So he can get his wallet. <laughs> All righty then. All righty then. Chuck from accounting and Sky have a lot of great scenes together. And in one of the scenes, Chuck enters with this line. Well, I guess you've heard the news. <laughs> I just, I love the way he like <laughs> sings well. I just think it's so beautiful. Well, well, I guess you've heard the news. Well, it's it's magic. Well, out of all the people the that news. connect, he's one of them. He definitely connects, absolutely, with my heart and with my fart. And uh, Chuck is wilding out in this episode. I don't know if you saw, there's back-to-back -back scenes where Chuck draws his gun and waves it around. He's a police officer, and he's just waving a magnum around at people. It seems, don't let him have a gun or cuffs or anything. I feel like that's a vision into what's happening in the actor's mind. Because he knows he's losing a paycheck after this episode's done filming. Mm -hmm. So he's just wilding out. He was never supposed to pull out his gun during this episode. He, he, as far as I can remember, he hasn't even had a gun for most of the episodes. Like, that's a joke where he's like, I don't know where my gun is. And then Sky's like, it's in my panties. And he's like, oh, Sky. Yeah, Sky has it all the time because yeah, she's in, the actual sheriff. Yeah, it's always in her panties. That's just how it goes. That's where she carries it. So her whole or briefs or briefs. Yeah, standard military issue briefs. Green, of course. course. Green. Color of cash. <laughs> As you know, Kim Haler would uh, come in and say <laughs> at every scene. Who the heck is Kim Haler? <laughs> you know, Alan. <laughs> Oh, Alan and Kim Haler, of course, of the Haler method. Yeah. Oh, no. I want to take the Haler method. Uh, yeah, we should buy the course. I mean, I today I downloaded a free uh, a free ebook from PureFlix about how to prepare for the end times. So I'm pretty excited to read that, and we'll talk about it next week on the regular show. I hope they mention food and water. Well, they definitely talk about Revelation Road and Revelation Road 2, starring David A.R. <laughs> White. I think you need shelter and food and water stuff. But you also need Revelation Road and Revelation Road 2 on DVD. Revelation Road 3, The Masked Rider. So is the instruction manual of the end times just getting pure flicks? Yeah. Yeah, man. Duh. How else are you going to get I wonder saved? if you could get Pure Flix offline. I don't know if you can, like, download... Because that's the thing. If if I knew the end times were coming, I would go on Pure Flix and I would download Revelation Road and Revelation Road 2. How the I wonder computer? if we can hook it up with uh, David A.R. White, if we can buddy-buddy him, you know, grease his wheels, mm. and see if we can get every movie that's on pure flicks and tv show on a hard copy like a big old hard drive yeah like maybe a medium-sized hard drive like a 120 gig can you compress all these files so it just fits 120 gigs david please yeah we'll scale it up after the fact zip them we'll unzip them david yeah. 
We got AI. And David, that's our promise to you. If you hit us up, we will unzip it. Don't even worry about it. I might not unzip it. Hey, man. Imagine you were eating fistfuls of peanuts while going, I'm deathly allergic to peanuts. That would be Chuck's yeah. life for you. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, That's man. Chuck's wife? That is... is. Does Chuck have a wife? Yeah, her name is Sky. She runs Sky's Vegan Cafetorum, or whatever the hell it's called. Wouldn't it be great if they got married? I think they do. Well, in the next, uh, hitting the brakes harder, or whatever. <laughs> hitting the brakes harder. That's that's good, yeah. That's a better name for it. Hitting the brakes harder? Well, you get more ages. Yeah, of course. Hitting the brakes harder. <laughs> Yeah, flows like wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, Watching this episode, I realized I could probably have watched 13 more episodes of this show easily. I could never watch this show again. Unbelievable. I can't believe you'd give it up already. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you like uh, Did you like the, the Chuck telling Skye that everyone deserves to be arrested? Yeah. Everyone deserves to be arrested, Sky. And then he tells well, he says that he only arrests beautiful people and then he goes, "You know, Sky, you'd be you'd be pretty enough to be arrested. You you'd be pretty enough to be uh, put in jail." Well, he believes that everybody sins every day because yeah. they're not covering their faces. Everybody sins and only women bleed. Those are the two tenements that Chuck lives his life by. And accounting. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's after he gets fired from being a cop because he shoots somebody at Sky's view. Yeah, and then he has to move to California. Exactly. I was a small town cop trying to bang Sky, and then, whoa, I shot Sky, and I had to go. <laughs> and then that's, you know, the rest of it. Well, they they like gunplay during sex. <sighs> yeah, you bet they do. He's She's always like, put your gun to my head. Put your gun to my head, yeah. Chuck. And he's like... I don't know how to unload it, so I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't know where the safety is. She goes, I don't, that makes well, it even she harder. she usually does it for him, but they forgot that <laughs> she... he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, and his finger, he doesn't know good trigger etiquette, so his finger's always on the trigger. She's like, I'm holding a gun. Why wouldn't my finger be on the trigger? Yeah, don't put your finger in the trigger hole, which is what she yells while they're having sex. And then pop. Right, she goes, put your dinger on that trigger, and then he goes, pop. <laughs> then he goes, whoa, and that's it for Sky, and now he's got to be, yeah. you know, now he's got to host a morning show. Well, he's got one last condom, for <laughs> God. <laughs> Great, hot. That's the story of Chuck. I feel like that's the start of a movie. If they're him and Sky are banging, mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. some gunplay, I'm listening. And then yeah, pop. whoa, yeah. Well, okay, so Sky's <laughs> uh, head blows up. Wow. And there's a bunch of the bunch of blood on the wall. Okay. And as it slides down, it reveals executive producer God. God, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the start of the movie. Well, it's a it is a it's a real statement, and it's a yeah. bold opening that I haven't seen in, on cinema yet. And I think that I would give you fifty thousand dollars for to finance that movie. Academy Award for what? Best Best Sky for, for Best Film. Uh, you're gonna have to grease. You're gonna have to hit my brakes a little bit if you want that award. Maybe not Best Film, but for film. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not best film, but like best film of that year? Sure, why not? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Not best film ever, but best film of 2022? Yeah, of course. I mean, it doesn't, uh, you know, square up to Shawshank. But no. it does square up to whatever garbage came out this year. Of course. What, like uh, La La Land, right? That yeah. was a movie. Avenue Q. Yeah, exactly. Avatar. All the best hits. Better than those garbage movies. Better than John yeah, Carter of Mars. All won Oscars for film. Mm-hmm. Better than Ghosts of Mars. Oh. Yeah, better than Red oh. Planet. Uh, better actually, than, Red Planet was pretty dope. Better than Mission than better hmm. than Mission to Mars. Yeah, better than that. <laughs> Hollywood breaks. Hollywood breaks. <laughs> uh, Arlen wears red sunglasses that are definitely his. Um, there's a suit made out of Canadian money. That's cool. His. Uh, face looks so white when he comes on to the screen for the first time. He's a ghoul. He is a ghouly, ghouly man, <laughs> and I just want to love him. Yeah, I think that's what he's missing. Is Well, other I mean, he's got a smoking hot wife. But other than that, yeah. he's a man missing affection and love. I wonder what his belly button tastes like. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. No? No man, no dog. No, <laughs> I don't know. So Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow's the there. Yeah, he's trying to bang Sky. I don't like it. Yeah, because Sky is Chuck's property. <laughs> yeah, he married her. He owns her. That's how religion works. Dingberries. Well, they're tied to each other the whole series. So of course, you kind of get it. Yeah. Well, exactly. At the end, if you, at the end of this episode, if we found out that they'd been married the whole time, I'd go, "Yeah, fair enough. We're fine." <laughs> so Tim Tebow is the guest star of this episode. Yeah, we've wanted him on this episode for years. Oh yeah. Um did did he live <laughs> up to his uh, kneeing name? Uh, yeah, I thought Tim Tebow was pretty good in this episode. I especially liked, uh, there's this running gag where they're trying to give Dan a B-52 pickle bomber, which is just a toy plane with dill pickles tied to it. People seem to love it. But, uh, there's a point where Tim Tebow picks it up and everyone starts cheering and he goes, and he's off screen, so you don't, it's 80 yard, but you just hear Tim Tebow go, you know you like it. Just just the way he says it. It's really creepy and weird. And I kind of love Tim Tebow for that. So, yeah, he's great on this episode. Well, it was his idea to have a pickle bomber. He he always wanted to have a toy plane that was based around a pickle and use pickles. Something for him to eat and play with. How's uh how's that mulatte taste? Man, it's good. It's a mocha mulatte. I'm I'm loving it. It's it's honestly it's delicious. Making my day. Do you usually go with mocha? I've been yeah. going with cappuccino. Oh, dang it. That's what I should have gotten was cappuccino. That's a way better choice. Mocha's fine, but now nah, cappuccino's the better choice. Cappuccino. Look at me. I'm a big fat guy with bunny ears. <laughs> Speaking of big guy with uh, fat bunny ears. Sure. Uh, there's a couple in this movie. There is, yeah. The deaf one shows up and the bearded one shows up. And uh, I don't Do you know. think they're both in Sons of Thunder? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think the deaf one plays the motorcycle. <laughs> well, they couldn't afford a Harley. Well, yeah, this. yeah, they painted him. <laughs> they painted his body black and his arms silver, and then he just holds on to like a little one of those like workout wheels that you roll back and forth on the floor with, and he's, he's the motorcycle. It's done. He's a chopper. I need to get a workout wheel, and I think that's the only exercise I'm going to do for months. That's a great idea. Your core will just be popping, and your low back will be popping out of your back. Yeah. Do you want to dedicate our lives to doing a 1,000 of those a day? I mean, I want to dedicate this podcast to the memory of your back because it's going to be in (laughs) hell in a few weeks here. Yeah, I'll get a memory foam back. You're right. Hey, that's a great idea. (laughs) Get a memory foam back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Were you concerned that Manny, the man with the child's coffin for sale, also has an elementary school diploma in his possession? Was that concerning? Yeah, he shouldn't have any of those. Well, I mean, or he could have one or the other, but having both makes me ask a lot of questions. I think we need we need <laughs> speed. But we also need to go to antique stores and see if we can find both in any of them. Well, we got to go to Stuff on the Bluff, and there we can buy both of them and a B-52 Pickle Bomber and a poster for Rob Roy performing the music of Arlo Guthrie or whoever the hell it was. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) You're a big celebrity, and I'm not even a race car driver anymore, says Dan Marshall to Tim Tebow. Yeah, because that's why... Tim Tebow talked to him. Yeah. There was no other reason because he was a race car driver going round and round and then, whoa, whoa. he crashed into a wall. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Uh, I think his family told him, stop. <laughs> well, and he said, you know what? It's the only sign I don't know how to read on the road, but uh, I will for you, family. Well, my uh, father just passed away and he has a <laughs> hotel up in Colorado. We could go there. Yeah. How fortuitous that, like, the day Dan Marshall whoa crashes his car into the mall then his dad dies and he inherits a hotel what a wacky set of circumstances i mean his dad's death i guess i wouldn't say is wacky but the rest of it well maybe him not intentionally crashing into the wall either that's not wacky either but parts of it the idea of it is wacky okay so what you're saying is that dan marshall's father got into a fender bender had a heart attack died and then his spirit went up and into his son and then made him crash into the wall by cranking that <laughs> steering wheel into the wall. And then he floats off to heaven and he has to go take over the hotel. Well, he haunts the hotel. That's not Dan yeah. hearing his dad's voice. That's his, the, un- the disembodied voice of his father speaking to Dan in that room. So... Yes, I agree with you. I love the idea of him being like, someone needs to... In- oh, no, I've been in a car accident. My first concern is that someone needs to inherit my hotel. And then he goes into his <laughs> son, who just happens to be in the most important race of his life, and his dad goes, the only way to fix this is to crash my son into the wall and hope he survives. It's a great plan, I hope Dad. hope he survives. Fingies crossed. Oh, please, God, now that I know you exist, I guess, please don't kill my son while I try to kill my son. But if he does kill his son, then he just goes to heaven or hell with him. That's pretty cool. Then he sees his son forever. So it's a win-win. Well, he tried to kill his son for his family's sake. <laughs> now That's a good uh, song. Hitting the brakes. Uh, hitting the brakes. 
Hitting the brakes. Hitting the brakes. Hitting the brakes. RBJ's photo on IMDb is crazy. Is it just him like goating himself?